Hi there, and welcome to the Good Gut Girl podcast. So my name's Sharon Hesp. I'm a degree qualified naturopath who specializes in gut health. I live in Hurstville Grove in Sydney with my husband and Beagle, and I run a busy naturopathic clinic, and I also run online gut healing courses. Most weekends, though, you'll find me in the garden. So today I wanted to talk to you about the causes of poor gut health. So there are quite a few causes of of poor gut health, stress, medications, gut infections, poor diet, alcohol and caffeine. So stress is a huge contributor. We had this huge superhighway between our gut and our brain and what happens in our gut affects our brain and what happens in our brain affects our gut. And um, you will, I do notice as a gut health naturopath that particularly with food intolerances, a stressful event will kick off a food intolerance. So what will happen is that you may have had a little bit of bloating, a little bit of reflux, nothing at all that was really anything to do anything about. And then you'll have a stressful event that will happen in your life. So you might get married, you might get divorced, a partner may die, a parent may die anything that is hugely stressful for you. And you'll notice about three months down the track that your gut symptoms are much, much worse. And this is a common picture I see, especially for food intolerances. So the stressful event really creates terrible gut health and then you really suffer with lots more symptoms. And if those food intolerances get ignored, then it can go on to lead to fructose malabsorption, or SIBO or several other things. And I do find in my practice, I use lots of herbal medicines and 50% of the herbal medicines that sit on my shelf are for stress because you need to really downregulate that stress response when you treat gut problems. And I can't do anything about your crappy job or your shitty boss or the house that you may not like living in. There's nothing I can do for the stress that surrounds you. But with herbal medicines, what I can do is to really nourish your nervous system and get your nervous system to adapt better to stressful situations so that you're more whatever-ish and you're much more chilled and you're much more calm. That's a really big part of addressing your gut health is really reducing that stress. Medications do as well um, play a big part in poor gut health. So medications such as antibiotics, aspirin, Panadol and PPIs or acid reducing medications are usually the problems. And with antibiotics, they are a wonderful, wonderful medicine without um, being able to cure infection as antibiotics can, we would not be living long and wonderful lives like we do. It's because we can cure infection. It's because that's why we're living so much longer. But the problem with antibiotics is they kill off bacteria, both good and bad. They can't differentiate between good and bad bacteria. And sometimes after that bacteria is killed, it never comes back. So it's really, really important to reserve antibiotics for life-saving infections and, and to save it for an infection not a flu or a virus. Be really sure that you've got infection before you take an antibiotic because they really can wipe out a bucket load of gut bacteria 
and sometimes you are never the same again. Then medications such as aspirin. Aspirin is very irritating to the gut wall. And when you take aspirin on a long-term basis, there will be a slight bleed somewhere in your gastrointestinal tract, which is not good at all. Medications such as Panadol are really harsh on your liver. And your liver is a really, really important part of your digestive tract. Um, it takes care of all of the toxins in your body. So you really need your liver to stay in great shape. Then you've got acid-reducing medications. So acid-reducing medications are designed to reduce the acid content of your stomach. Now, and they're usually prescribed because people have complained to their GP or their doctor about having acid reflux. The best way to deal with acid reflux is to find the cause of the reflux. Necess not necessarily just reducing down the acid because when you reduce down the acid, your stomach can't do what it's meant to do. Stomach acid kicks off a chain of events that creates vitamins such as B12 and it kicks off a chain of events, of events in your small intestine and then in your large intestine. And if you take away that stomach acid, it just cannot do it. So they are a few of the things that cause poor gut health. And of course, we also have diet. Okay, so a poor diet and a diet that's lacking in diversity will really affect your gut health. So uh, what you need to remember is that the food you are eating is fuel for your body. If you put in poor fuel, you'll get poor performance. And to be honest, a latte and a croissant on the way to work is just not going to cut it, okay? It's the same as a burger and chips for lunch. It's just not going to cut it when it comes to diversity, okay? You need 40 different plant foods a week to ensure you've got great diversity in your gut. So if your diet consists of 10 foods throughout the week or it's too wheat heavy and it's too dairy heavy, that means that diet is quite poor and that will contribute to poor gut health. Gut infections can contribute to poor gut health. And what happens is that sometimes when you, you have an infection in your gut, it can do considerable damage to the small intestine. And in particular, it can really damage the migrating motor complex. So your migrating motor complex is a part of your small intestine. And what happens is when your gut has been empty for 90 minutes, the migrating motor complex kicks in and sweeps that food through to the large intestine. After another 90 minutes, it sweeps that food through to the, to the large intestine. So the problem is when you've got a migrating motor complex that's been damaged due to a gut infection, it doesn't work correctly. So all that bacteria that should be getting swept to the large intestine from the small intestine isn't happening. And then you will develop things such as SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So, and as you can imagine, if you've got a migrating motor complex that's not working, of course you will get um, intestinal, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And then lastly, alcohol and caffeine are very irritating to that gut lining. Too much alcohol is obviously very bad for your liver, but it's also really irritating to your gut lining and caffeine as well. Too much caffeine will really irritate that gut lining. Now, 
I'm, I don't want to be the Grinch, the person to say no alcohol and no caffeine because I'm a human, I drink coffee, I drink tea, and I also will drink alcohol. But you just need to be careful of how much you do drink because it can really be irritating for you. So they are the causes of poor gut health. And thank you for listening to our to my podcast today. And please join in for our next podcast. Thank you.